We're live. Welcome to another installment of the Final Scoop Podcast. My name is Robert Chinesky, the Supplement Engineer. Joining me, as always, is my national band of brothers, Lucas, Troublemaker, Rickowski, Prometheus Intelligence, Sports Technology, Babyface, Looks Like Shit, Shane Smith, Stack.com, <laughs> Grouchy Old Man Yelling from the Porch, Robert Samborski, Apollo Nutrition. Welcome, my friends. It's good to be back. How are each and every one of you doing? Good. Hello, my friends. I, th- I, I think it's my hair. My hair looks like shit. <laughs> I have to agree on that one. Today I'm, you... today I'm cheating my uh, Coke uh, Zero with some oh. Pepsi Mango. Ooh, Ooh that's, that's treasonous, Lucas. Yeah. The, the, the I didn't. I didn't go to this. I didn't go to the store today due to the fact my mom has her birthday. So yeah. Oh, happy yeah. birthday, Mama! Yeah, happy birthday to my mom. Yeah, that's outstanding. Awesome. For listeners tuning in on the live stream, uh, if you got any comments, questions, queries, quips, smart ass remarks, feel free to post them up in the comment section. Uh, we'll answer anything and everything over the course of the next couple hours that we're with you all today. Um, if it seems like your comment is not getting through, I promise you we are not ignoring you or avoiding it. Uh, sometimes YouTube gets a little stupid, so keep your comments, questions, concise, 200 characters or less, or jump on over to Twitch, which seems to be less restrictive than uh, YouTube does with the comments and whatnot. And last bit of housekeeping stuff, make sure if you like what we're doing here to uh, smash the like button, judo chop the subscribe button, and jump kick the uh, notification bell so you get these uh, the little email saying, hey, we're live now, and you can catch all of our antics here on the final scoop. Smash, smash, one. smash the button. Smash it, judo chop it, jump kick it, whatever you want to do. Lucas, it's going to get the Green Cola sponsorship pulled. Luke, yeah, Lucas, we, we can't afford to lose those dollars, man. Yeah, We're getting man. paid uh, millions. That's not going to happen. <laughs> Paul, happy freaking birthday, Mama Lucas. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. Jiffy Jank, let's go. I don't know what the, the that little chill W, I'm assuming that's an emoji that doesn't come through. I have no idea what in the world that means. I'm not cool enough to know what that means. I think it's a cat. Chill with cat. With I've cat. used my, my, my detective yeah. abilities, and I believe this has got something to do with a cat. We are live, Pete. Hey, family. Hey, JoJo. How's everything down in sunny South Florida today? Oh. All right, man. Uh, Olympia. It's here. It's Olympia weekend. Uh, anybody catch the prejudging for the open I class? Cast, I basically cast everything. So was, what were your uh, initial impressions? Everybody, all the three winners, uh, 212, Open, and Classic Physique, not as good as last year. None of them. Not one. Not they all, not, none of them. I mean, they all slipped just a little bit. I'm not saying a lot, but just a little bit. Sean Clarita was slightly less sharp, and I think that cost him. He was mm-hmm. definitely – I actually pulled up the pictures from last year. He was especially – his back last year – Reminded me of Ronnie Coleman. I mean, his back beat now the late uh, friend of mine, George Peterson. He beat George Peterson at his basically best pose last year. This time around, he was he was good. In my opinion, he was still good enough to win. It mm-hmm. could have gone either way. But where he didn't improve and maybe a slight percentage down from last year, I mean... The, definitely, you you can't say anything because the truth is Lansford was just on a whole lot of level from last year. And, I mean, from back double bicep, the legs, uh, glutes, hamstrings, 
he definitely killed Clarita in that shot. Back double bicep was on and off. He was sometimes he was holding water, sometimes he was less sharp, sometimes more sharp. It was very very interesting. The mm -hmm. last shot, I think that uh, the last, the very last shot that he did at night, that back double bicep was so sharp. I think he still has problems like peaking, and I think the main reason is because he's so freaking big, and he has to suck a lot of weight down just to make the weight class. I mean, I saw him guest posing about three or four weeks ago, and he was just scary. I mean, he was absolutely scary. I mean, open class scary, and that's the reason why they talk about him, you know, moving to the, uh, you know, to the open class, because if he didn't pull so much weight to make the weight class, mm -hmm. uh, he literally has to flatten out a little bit. I think Sean killed him on a chest pose specifically, because that's where he flattens out the most. He's a little bit flat in the chest, area where Sean is very, very dominant in that. But, you know, shape is, I, I also think that the, even though they're a little bit softer, just slightly softer, all three of them, mm -hmm. I don't think it's hurting them because I think with what happened to George Peterson and all that emphasis on being that crazy, crazy, crazy conditioning, clearly it's very, very dangerous. I mean, it's very dangerous now. So, uh, uh, I, I think maybe that's going to give the slightly softer look a little bit of a better chance. I mean, slightly, it's not soft. It's by all means, definitely not soft. But if you compare the pictures of Clarita from last year and Clarita from this year, it's, uh, it's noticeably different, especially, you know, and he is, he's, for example, he's most muscular. He looks like literally square. I mean, there is no V taper whatsoever, yeah. uh, you know, like Big Rami has or Bumstead has or Lansford. I mean, they have the V shape that just from the back, Sean looks the V taper, the lat spread is amazing. But when he hits the most muscular, he's almost like his shoulder clavicles are more narrow than his waistline, which is kind of funny. Uh, Big Rami, I mean, number one, the light at the show is absolutely terrible. I mean, it's so. Can we, can we hold with the uh, 212 for now? Because I just want to say say my piece about the 212. Yeah, go ahead. So I think that you are missing the point here as far as the comparisons. Because last year... Lucas, I've Sean, been judging shows for seven years. Yeah, yeah. But, I, 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 I doubt I'm missing the point. When yeah, it comes, it comes are, to symmetry are, when it comes to are, muscularity. You are, missing, you are missing the point here because like last year... There was no comparison between Derek and Sean. Because Derek was off. Because yes. Derek was off. Yes, yes. And this year it was as this year was a completely different game because Derek has a completely different structure. And as you said, and as you mentioned in your in in your view, he he can't like, you know, uh, stay in weight. And as you remember, in, in his off season, he was like 250 or something. And yeah, even when he and even when he stepped on stage this this uh, this last last evening, he looked like he was like in a 250 or even 240 zone. Well, he, he was he was probably at about 225, 230, definitely. Yeah, he but was, but he, then he looks. He looks incredible, and especially for like 212. I would never say that he looks like a you know 212 guy. He was oh, absolutely. on stage. He he looked like he was like 230, so he was like super dominant. But at the same time, as far as conditioning and structure, he dominates uh, Sean. So when, uh, when I thought Sean when, was a little bit more conditioned, a little bit. I Not still I still think I still think that Sean could win this. 
Oh, he could. But when they, but when they compare them both, uh, you know, together, side by side, Derek was dominating him on every point. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. There's no, you see, that, that that's the thing. Like, if you go to uh, today uh, to the mornings, um, Chris Bumstead, right, against uh, Terence. Uh, Terence Ruffin, what his conditioning is definitely sharper than than Bumstead. Yeah. Definitely, there is no doubt about it. But Bumstead can be slightly off, which he is. He is slightly off from last year. The last year, everything was just popping. But even slightly off Bumstead, I think, beats Ruffin. He still beats him. Because he just takes, he just I, takes too much space. He just takes yeah, too much he takes space, too much space and, he, and, and, and he's, he's, he's just so impressive. He has and his presence. Just, yeah, his presence, correct. His presence, he dominates. He can stand relaxed. And yeah. he just draws so much attention to himself. It's crazy. I still think that, uh, you know, I, I read your comment where you said that Bumstead wins. I think he wins too. I really think that he wins. It's just, I, I think that you have to really, like, for example, to beat Sean uh, was not as challenging for Lansford because, like you said, because of the shape and yeah. just the presence, it's not that much of a challenge for Lansford to beat Sean. But it's a huge challenge to beat Bumstead. Yeah. Because yeah, Bum yeah, Bumstead is just, he can be like, you know, 5% off, and it's just to beat him is very, very hard. The yeah. men's open, uh, I thought Rami definitely was a little bit sharper last year. I thought so. But uh, everybody is screaming that, uh, well, a lot of people are screaming. Dave Palombo, I saw, saw that he said that Curry is much better. I didn't see much better. I saw a little bit sharper, definitely. But when you, once you look at Curry's legs, I mean, they're hurting him. they definitely, definitely hurting him he, a lot. Well, he improved his legs, if, if I could say that. Especially, oh, he definitely, definitely improved. Especially from the front, he yes. definitely improved. Yes. And, yeah. honest, and honestly, uh, when, I, when I compare them from the back, even if the Remy has, like, you know, you know, this wide frame, he still lacks in, like, in flow. And I think that, you know, as far as, like, you know, because we need to, like, take into consideration a few things, like uh, flow of the, you know, of the, of, the, of the shape, you know, and also, like, other, other, other stuff, you know, such as, like, as we, as we mentioned, the presence of the, on the stage. And as you can see, Brandon has this, I would say, this vibe, this something that, you know, this look at me. I'm here to fight, you know, and he's not like backing off or anything like that. Oh and no, no, he was definitely confident. confident. Yeah, he was confident. Yeah, yeah. He, he stood, he stood strong, you know. And I think that after prejudging, I'm, I'm giving him the first place so far. It's, it, 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 it's it could not, definitely go not, his way. It could not, definitely go not, his way. He's not, win, he's not winning, like you know. In all the poses, but I still think he's edging Rami right now. So oh, everything is definitely more conditioned. Rami looked. There was something, like I said. I mean, I, 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 I this is not one one category where I'm willing to say 100% who wins because number one, again, I don't know if you saw the live feed. A lot of people are complaining. The light was absolutely horrible. I mean, it was, so, was it was so bad because, uh, like for example, Hadi. When Hadi came and he was posing, I was like, oh, my God, Hadi looks like shit. And then I looked at the pictures, and Hadi actually looked very, very impressive. He was in great shape. It was very misleading. 
I was I was very very torn on Labrada. Labrada in some yeah. shots he looked great. In some shots he was sweating profusely. It was yeah. just like so I was confused, but he did yeah. look good. He did look good. He looked very good. I I don't know what what was going on with him, but you know he was holding some water. Yeah. When he when he stepped on stage, he was like he was holding on some water. But as soon as soon they they started to like pose pose down and everything. He was like getting sharper. Yeah, he and was sharper. getting hard, sharper and sharper with every pose. Yeah, and then yeah. I looked at him, and he's literally wiping sweat from himself. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, this is a disaster. But towards he, the end, he was—I mean, he probably gonna make—he can make top four. I honestly think that he can be in top three. He can be. He can be. After really, you think after Hardy. Yeah, he, I he can. After, he yeah, can. after pre-judging, pre I think he can beat Hardy. Mm -hmm. He definitely beats uh, Nick because yeah. Nick was, Nick wasn't as as sharp as he was at the Arnold. Yeah, yeah, I agree. He had this like when he stepped uh, at first, uh, he was uh, he was posing alone. He was like he had this like uh, slight film, and, and I I don't think it was water or anything like this, but it was like the conditioning was wasn't as good as was. At the Arnold, but I still think, uh, but I still think he will be in the top five. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, I think he's beating Bonnock. I mean, his yeah. uh, his most muscular looks so good. I'm such a huge fan of that most muscular shot. Yeah. But from the back, you're right. He looked a little bit softer. It looked also like his upper body in some shots dominated his legs for some reason. I don't know. It like looked weird. And his his front leg spread. That's where his his waist looks really wide um mm. it it was just yeah he definitely was sharper at the arnold but you know for olympia debut that's a very strong showing definitely very very strong showing and uh i don't wanna do like the entire like podcast about the olympia because it will take us like three or four hours or something so uh but i just want to ask you guys what do you think of what was your like like a biggest disappointment as far as the show mine was uh i, I didn't watch the whole thing i watched the night uh, you know the night pre-judging and, and final maybe i missed it maybe i'm, I'm not saying that but I, I stepped out a few times to make a phone call but i really didn't see no tribute to george peterson and that kind of upset me maybe they said something but it kind of like it almost seemed like they wanted to go away uh, you know, maybe they're going to do it, a classic yeah, was, physique or something. There was a tribute, there was a tribute. yeah. There was a tribute. That yeah, kind of was. what I expected more. Um, but you know what? It seemed like from the from the far shots, the production was very fancy. It was very, very nice. But the camera, I mean, the, the light and the fog that they made, made a lot of competitors look soft and look terrible. That Those lights, they have to do about something about the stage lights. That disappointed me a lot. And you know what? Also, even though uh, the top two seem like it's a lock between Rami and Brandon Curry, and maybe rightfully so, the fact that Rami is slightly off, something is going weird with his quads also, like so some, something is just off. Uh, I was a little bit disappointed that uh, they did not compare him to the other guys. 
like you know they only brought the two of them and that's it i really thought that they should have compared them to uh, i think labrada deserved to be compared i thought that uh hardy deserved to be compared i mean those are the top guys and you kind of like yelling at just the two of them as if they were i mean brandon curry probably is the only one from last year who really, really, really is improved. He's a little bit more improved, I think, than Hadi. He's definitely more improved than Bonak, and he's more improved than Rami. Rami kind of like took a little step back. So mm-hmm. not to compare to the other competitors in the top three, four, that kind of disappointed at me because if you look at 212 division, they were fucking drilling them nonstop. I mean, they put them against each other, swapped them around, and I think it made it more fun, and you can see more flaws. I would love yeah. to see uh, Nick Walker against uh, Bonak, or I would love to see Nick Walker even against Rami. would be fun, and I, they didn't let us do it, uh, have it. Yeah. Do you think it would be fun if they, did, they let the competitors, like each competitor gets to call out one person and gets to just like go pose against them? Like, even if this doesn't affect the rankings, just something for like fan service and to like kind of like bring a little bit more rivalry into the sport, which and might start to gain more fame. Yeah, it would bring more entertainment. It could start to get the crowd and you could start to have some of these personalities. And I'm like, I don't want this to turn into like actual real drama, but like just some kind of gamesmanship on the actual Olympia stage that day. You think that might help with it if they could implement something like that in future bodybuilding shows? You know what? It's for us, like an audience, we always like want more and more and more. We want more blood and, yeah. you know, but from the competitor perspective, I'm sure that these guys are suffering as hell, you know? So right. like every right. round, every round caused them a lot of effort. But at the same time, they, it, we, we also, they also need to like understand that they are preparing for this show for the entire year. Some of the yeah. competitors yeah. just not compete in any other show. They just compete straight and go straight to the Olympia, you know, and do this mm-hmm. show. So and at the same, so at the same time, I I totally agree. That there should be something like this because when I was watching uh, today the classic prejudging, mm-hmm. man, they were like they were judged for like I don't know 10, 15 minutes or something. Steve was like rolling them over and over and over doing all the runs so that was good because every guy had the chance to like you know stand you know close to chris or terence or brion or any other or any other other guy as far as like 212 i also think that like the guys were super conditioned and every person had had you know a chance to uh, compete with other other person but i just want to say one one more thing and i'm gonna shut the hell up my biggest disappointment is Keon Pearson. Oh yeah, that was Bro, I don't know what the hell did this guy did, but bro, it, it, everyone was like picking him for like top five or something like this. He, he, has, he, has, he has what it takes to win the whole thing. Bro, he placed fourteen. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah, looked. Uh, he he did not look good. He, but, he uh, looked like a water balloon or or something <laughs> like. This. I don't yeah, want to. I don't want to you know ditch the guy because maybe something went wrong with his prep or anything or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. But you know, everyone was counting that he's gonna be super sharp and you know because he he has a crazy genetics. He can do like a lot of damage. But you no. know, uh, years ago. Dennis Wolf competed at the Olympia, and um, 
something went wrong with his prep and i believe that he plays he was already had like a huge hype but that was just like the beginning uh of his career and everybody said that he's going to be a top six or something like that mm-hmm. he ended up being i believe also like 14th or 15th i mean like really really bad placing and he did look pretty bad the following year he came back and he arguably arguably could have won i don't remember exactly what year it was but he was a he was never compared to jay cutler get jay cutler won but he was he was giving jay definitely a run for his money he just looked unbelievable and i was in the audience and everybody was screaming wolf it was just something chaotic but he never got a chance to be compared it was almost like they were protecting jay and at the end wolf placed fourth and i thought that there's gonna be a riot in the audience like i thought that like the audience is gonna fucking destroy the judges they're gonna kill them it was actually so funny so you know hopefully that that's what's going to happen to keon pearson because he's just so good that you know seeing him out of top six and out of top 10 was just shocking i, I couldn't believe it how bad he looked he looked like he was off season like very very deep off season but but i can definitely see what you're saying i mean a lot of things that i think that need to be improved i don't know if you watched two weeks ago uh sergio oliva made a very 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 good point extremely good point like the posing uh at the olympia level absolutely sucks i mean it's terrible they don't pose they don't practice posing there are no posing routines i mean back in the day they used to hire actually professional choreographers jay cutler sucked but then he hired uh oksana grushina who was the fitness olympia he actually hired her to help him that's what i respect about jay if he sucks he goes to a drawing board and he fixes it mm-hmm. and jay's posing got so much better these guys worked on the posing they were hiring dancing coaches ballet coaching coaches they were practicing and the posing routines were so beautiful the music was selected was right now guys are just hitting poses on stage it's boring it's stupid it's not entertaining it lacks class and Sergio Oliva at the Arnold Classic, I mean, his posing routine is always so good. I mean, he's a good, very, very good poser. So posing routine is supposed to be judged. So uh, it, it actually is supposed to be uh, muscularity, symmetry, uh, the posing round, and then obviously at the end, uh, the pose down and whatnot. So you have like four rounds that where you're actually supposed to be judged. You're supposed to be judged on that. So say, for example, like, uh, you know, maybe Sean Clorita, considering how much muscle he's packing on his small frame, he can win the muscularity round. But when it comes to, say, for example, standing like against somebody like Lonsford, he's definitely going to lose the symmetry round because that's a given. But then you have a posing round. So what's the point of, you know, Sergio Oliva made a point. He was practicing the posing round, uh, posing routine for so many months to make it perfect. And he's amazing. And at the end, he lost the posing round to Ian Valier, who is probably one of the worst posers ever. And he admitted that he's pretty bad and he lost the posing round. And, you know, it just goes to show that, you know, something has to be done about it because Sergio said, he says, like, listen, I mean, no disrespect to anyone, but, you know, what's the point of me practicing killing myself in front of the mirror, spending hours and hours and hours trying to come up with fun routines for the, for the audience if at the end, you know, it's completely irrelevant. So they definitely have a lot of room to improve. 
Yeah. 100% agree. I'm on mute. There we go. I was going to say it'll be interesting to see if the three guys can, the three winners from last year, retain their major titles. But uh, what time does the final, it's, the final show usually starts late, like eight o'clock tonight or something? Nine o'clock? Seven my time. So I guess it's six for you? Six. Yeah, six our time. Okay. We'll see. No, it's, it's fucked up my time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Brooke. How's it going? Happy birthday to Mama Lucas. Thank you, Brooke. I appreciate that. I will pass the best wishes to Mom. Here we go. Jojo, thank y'all. Just wanted to say, hey, getting in some family time in and starting depletion for peak week. Good luck with that, man. I know Good you're luck. seven to ten days out. Crunch time. Devin, who's flying on that new overtime right now? This guy is. Eight caps, I hope. Just four right now. I took four. I've got I've got a four uh five-year-old's birthday party to go to immediately after this podcast. So I'm probably going to hit another two or three capsules. I know I know that uh, C-Bomb did uh, don't be a pussy, take two scoops. So, Robic should do don't be a capsules. pussy, take six capsules. Six, 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 yeah, exactly. I did, I think for three or four days, I did four, six, and eight. Uh, four was very good. It was very, very, very good. Yes, I, it is. I, was, I was really impressed. Eight, I, I made sure that I timed it right, so I took it like early in the morning. So eight kept me going and going and going. And actually, I agree with TJ's review that he did. Um, it's definitely not the crazy hard hitting. Maybe because I reduced the alpha yo. Maybe that's the reason. So it's a lot more smooth, but still like less forever. It kept me going like the whole day. I took six, and six felt a little bit closer to eight than to four, <laughs> but. Uh, I think like uh, I, I think it definitely has to be taken on depends on what 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 you have planned through you know for the day uh, and you know yeah. that that's how you time it. And also depends what time are you taking it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't. I, I took it early in the morning, eight, and I was like great throughout the day. I think if I took it anywhere after five six p.m., there would be an issue. Yeah, you'd be wired. Zandandito, say your body is fully saturated with betaine or creatine or something else. How long does it take to lose saturation? Generally speaking, if we're talking strictly like betaine or creatine, a couple of weeks, three, four weeks probably. But also you're going to have your diet is going to affect that degradation rate and, uh, you know, how how's your training status and things like that. So, so if I take, for example, creatine, if you eat a lot of red meat in your diet, you're still getting some creatine in each day. So that's going to slow the degradation rate in your muscles. Same thing with betaine. If you're eating a lot of beets or beet juice and stuff like that or other foods that are naturally high in betaine, um, that's going to slow how or lengthen um, how long it's going to be before you completely drop out. So if you can't take it for a week or two, don't worry about it. If you can't take it for a month, then you're probably starting to lose some stores, you know, but that that's fine. It's we're in this for the long haul. I wouldn't look at it as, you know, you, you go off of it for a month. You've lost all your gains forever. It's, it's not that big of a deal. What was that? You just held up Lucas. It's come from Apollo's to Gemini. I can't see what that is though. Oh, yeah. uh, there you go. TAF betaine powder. There you go. Uh, Stands close to me as always. Follow up from Paul. Have you ever checked out Cold Blooded Nutrition Survive? I've never even heard of that brand. Let's pull it up. I haven't heard of it. I checked it up. It's not bad. Looks pretty good. 
I'm amazed at some of these new brands that people can find there. Yeah, I'm, I don't know how they. Uh... All right. So many right now. After, after after this one, I wanted to uh, talk with you guys about one formula. Yeah, we're gonna we got a couple of them to go through. Uh, all right, cold blooded nutrition. Am I missing something? Shane, do you have the link, or can you put it in the private chat and then I can pull it up or something, or send me the link? Oh, I looked at it a few minutes ago. I'll see if I can bring it up again. Because I just typed in cold blooded nutrition survive, and I didn't get any. Type in cold blooded nutrition. Get, I did. Came up on the first one for me. Orange side. I just I don't get anything. Watch, I'll tell you what, <laughs> what came they're up giving you, They're giving you what they think you want to see. Cold blooded nutrition survive pre workout. No, I just type in cold blooded nutrition. It came up straight away. Okay. Animal fun facts: cold blooded and hot blooded you, animals. You just you just seen too much uh, current events. They were like Shane wants to see supplements. We're going to give him it's the first result for me, but I just sent it on the chat. There Here you go, there. Go. Okay. How do you people find these pre-workouts? Is this, I guess maybe they're in brick and mortar stores. I mean, I loved dinosaurs when I was a kid. All right, let's see what we got. Oh, Jesus. Okay. 39.99 pounds. Eight grams of citrulline. That's a nice, robust dose. Three grams of tyrosine. Another excellent dose. Three grams of taurine. Super solid. I think that's the highest dosage of DMAE I've ever seen before. Usually it's like 750, 850 milligrams. Uh, betaine hydrochloride is not the form of betaine you want in your pre-workout. You want betaine and hydrous. Betaine hydrochloride is for stomach issues, digestion stuff. So that that's kind of a miss there. Or maybe it's a label typo. I'm not sure. Caffeine, that's solid. If you like that much caffeine in your pre-workout, that's super solid. Uh, are you getting? This is 500 milligram pre-workout. Oh, there you go. Getting, I was sitting there thinking, uh, why is it 445? Yeah, you're getting <laughs> another lot. 500 there. Yeah, 500. Yeah. yeah. Ginseng is good for just like natural, like helping reduce stress. Just regular energy production, getting your brain wired right. Citrus orantium at 100. I would like to know what the synephrine content is. Theanine, you got a 10 to 1 ratio of caffeine to theanine, so I don't know if you're going to see much of anything from that. Uh, 400 micrograms of Hooperzine, that's on the high end for my personal preference. Mm. I'd like 200 microgram max. I mean, 400 is within the safe range because they've used up to 500 micrograms, but that's in people that have Alzheimer's, that are have serious degradation of the cholinergic receptors in the brain and all of that. So, To, to be fair, most of us are getting pretty up there in true. age. It's that getting close. So, I mean, all in all, it's a really, really well put yeah. together formula. I like it. I just, uh, betaine hydrochloride, I need some clarification on that. I would need to I talk have to, to imagine it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a typo, wouldn't it? I mean, we, we, had, we had that, remember, with Hooligan. Yeah. We have that, yeah. Sometimes, like, it's just, yeah. It's, I, I think that considering how well it's dosed, I mean, it's, and, you know, I mean, it seems like a good formula. I am pretty sure that this is a typo and this is, like, just a mistake. Yeah. But if anything, even at a half scoop, even if you're taking just one scoop of this or half serving, you're still getting full dosages, you know, on citrulline, yeah. tyrosine, 
the caffeine, you're going to come in at 250 and 200 micrograms of Hooperzine. I mean, you'll be good with that shit. I don't know if I'd seen tyrosine at three. I've seen two. No, uh, Unbound has a three. They have three? Jesus. Yeah. Sure? That's big. I'm pretty sure. That's big, man. I've seen somebody else at three. I just forgot who it was, but there was I saw it two or three times. I'm, 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 I'm actually uh, very curious, Robert, your opinion on Guarana. I mean, it looks good on the label. And it, it looks it's fancy huge. It's huge in Russia. Like, I mean, it's like pretty much almost all pre-workouts or products, they have it. Uh, the reason why I am, like, I have nothing against it. I think it's fine. It's just uh, the combination between this and caffeine and hydrous, I don't see any benefits. Like, I, I, I always see because I do it quite often. So mm-hmm. I see benefits, say, for example, citrate and anhydrous or anhydrous and they, uh, their caffeine valley. So I, I, yeah. can see, I can see the reasoning behind it. All three combined, I love too. But uh, guarana, yeah, if it's just for the label and, you know, uh, 55 milligram, I see absolutely no fucking point. It's a natural caffeine source, so it might have a little bit smoother sustained effects, kind of like the natural caffeine from like you get it from green tea caffeine or coffee extract or something. So maybe that's into it. I don't have enough personal experience just trying guarana seed extract at a high enough dosage to get any meaningful amount of caffeine. But I mean, part of it's part of its window dressing. Part of it is maybe they really like the the sensation that the caffeine content gives. It's just really I, I, I think in a combination, I would like to see the half-life of that because, to be honest with you, I'm not sure. But if it's about the same as caffeine anhydrous, I mean, 445 milligram of anhydrous is going to shit on 55 milligram in here. So it's just going to overwhelm it. And uh, unless this is longer acting, like I said, I'm not going to lie because I'm not sure about, like, you know, if it's closer to citrate, uh, the caffeine malate. Or anhydrous. I'm suspecting this is probably more like anhydrous. So that's the reason why I don't see any real benefits unless it's just window dressing. Yeah, and there might be some other fun little like bioactives. Like you might get some theobromine in there, some theophylline or theophylline in there, and some other things that might help extend it or complement it. Kind of like if you drink coffee, that's going to feel a little bit different than if you just drink an energy drink getting caffeine that way. So it, there's some okay. other fun little bioactives that play that might have an effect. I don't know 100%, but yeah. I also heard that, you know, in Russia, due to the restrictions and regulations as far as the caffeine content of some products, they also, like, try to use guarana and hide, you know, the the additional, you know, caffeine content. So, oh, on the label... Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, so on the label, it's like, you know, they put, as, you know, let's say, you know, 100 or 150 milligrams of caffeine, while they also include guarana, <laughs> which... Also gives another 100 and 150 milligrams, which gives you in total like 300. I actually think yeah. you're right. That makes sense. Good, good, in, good insight, Lucas. Very good insight. All right, let's see what the do, 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 do. okay. So he saw review bros talk about it. That's where uh, uh. So that is survive. Honestly, first time seeing the brand. Yeah, yeah, never heard of it. Good nutrition survive. The American or British? It's UK. Okay. Yeah, it's UK. The price is in pounds. Yeah. So, Yesterday okay. at the gym, an employee there told me I was an inspiration for always being consistent and there for two to three hours every time. Well, yeah, that, I mean, consistency is key. And I know you've gone through a rather pretty dramatic weight loss, too. You've lost, a, a, I want to say, over 50 pounds of weight loss you did, Paul. 
I mean, yeah, that's that's serious. Anytime you lose that much. Hey, man, props to you. You know. Yeah, there's a lot of people that jump on and off and never can maintain their weight loss. So if you if you're still going strong, man, yeah. And, and you're listening to to us as well. So props to you. Thought the four thought leaders of the supplement industry, game changers, thought leaders, titans of industry. You know, they've got they've got paid by Brooke. <laughs> None of us are at the Olympia, though. I, I, I would have liked to have gone this year. Look, we're bigger than the Olympia. We're, we're we're such game changers. We don't even need to go to the Olympia. That's that's what it is. I mean, <laughs> well, honestly, I'm hearing really good feedback as far as the expo that was like last last week. Uh, the Arnold, you know, mm -hmm. many people many people said that it was uh, a big success. So I'm really excited about, you know, the things that are like changing for good. Uh, I, I've heard that like, you know, vendors didn't have like any issues and, you know, exhibitors were, were happy about the, you know, the amount of like boots and so on. So that's awesome. And I also uh, got some feedback from Alex, Alex that's, you know, the Yummy Sports uh, yeah, rap. And he mentioned also that the Olympia event is is going really well, and the the boots are also booming. So that's pretty awesome, you know. So I'm excited because you know we are gearing for the for the FIBO next year. So uh, yeah, April. Yeah, so the, you know, you know what I think? I think the changes at the Olympia are have to do with the fact that the new owner Jake Wood. He loves bodybuilding. Like he's like a little kid. He's such a fan of bodybuilding. I mean, he's the one who basically single-handedly saved women's bodybuilding. When you know NPC, IFBB, uh, the previous Olympia owners basically destroyed it. I'm not saying that I'm a fan or not fan. It has nothing to do with that. But they were obviously you know sidetracked and uh, I would say disrespected. Jake Wood was the one who saved them with his wings of strength. And was giving them away huge prize money, giving the winner uh, a brand new car. I mean, he was, and it was all out of his own money. He was actually, he's a wealthy man, but nevertheless, you know, he was just spending money. He was not making money. He really loves and cares about the sport. And I think, you know, getting the Olympia from AMI, who was just a big corporation and all, you know, in it for the business, not for the love of sport. I think you can already see within a year huge changes that even in the middle of pandemic, even in the middle of all the bullshit that's going on, this guy is making a difference. He's really, he really cares about the sport. And I think that's the reason why the expo and everything is so much better. Yeah, that's what I'm trying, you know, to say that, you know, changing gears is one thing, but at the same time, you know, we need to take into consideration the, the flu. I'm not going to use the, the other term, the, the yeah, clue that is that is floating around, you know, and it, that everything is messed up due to due to this due to this this stuff. So, yeah, and they still pulled it off. So, yeah, that's that's a big accomplishment. They already that. announced that the the next one's gonna be in Vegas. I mean, they planning for twenty. Yeah, yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, you know, they already working on it and everything. I mean, they relentless. They they really work hard. They promoting it well. I mean, this is the first time, really the first time that the tickets to the finals were actually sold out, you know, weeks before the event. Uh, yeah. This hasn't happened in many, many, many years, despite the fact that they always were lying 
that the event is sold out. I was there. It was never sold out. You could yeah. get tickets anytime. There were available seats and everything. This time around, a friend of mine uh, actually texted me, and he wanted to get tickets last minute. They were completely sold out for the finals, and that's that's good. That's great. Yeah, and the purse and the purse is the biggest. Yeah, thing, so I don't remember. Yeah. yeah, the only person I had talked to so far about the expo, the uh, his his one quote was, "Nothing brewing turnout was okay. Expo was super small." So that was the only text I yes. got from somebody that was on the ground there at the expo. I um, talked to Alex and I said, "He said it looks really good. It's cool to be back." And I was like, "Great, but how does it compare to the last Olympia?" And he said it was. Uh, noticeably smaller than the last Olympia he went to and that's why I was like because yeah. the last couple Olympias I went to I was sort of like they were a bit underwhelming I wasn't planning on going in 2020 you know fortunately yeah. it didn't matter anyway right. um, yeah well, even at the 20 the, were, the last Olympia I was at was 2018 and it like there, there, there was way too much space between the booths I mean it was uh, nice because you could actually walk you weren't nuts about with everybody like you are at the Arnold in Columbus but I mean it it just seemed like it was dead to a 18 certain degree. was like a bit quiet. I was like, oh shit, this sucks. I didn't have much to do. Yeah. And then I was like, I'll, I'll give him a chance, 2019. And I went back and I was like, oh my God, it's worse. So, yeah. like. They just didn't give a shit. The organizers. I still don't think they. they I, I, as much as that guy likes bodybuilding, I don't think he probably has much. I, I don't know if he's going to. Be like, okay, we really need to jack up the Olympia Expo. I don't think he probably cares too much about that. I know I noticed the changes in the bodybuilding, but I, based on like the Expo, it just seems like the same thing. Just in, in well, you see, the thing is, what draws people to the Expo uh, and to the show itself. Well, number one, people like, for example, if you have a show in Vegas, or you know, people go for the weekend and it's fun and all that. But at the end of the day, and this is what I noticed, I mean, my first Olympia was 1998, but it was in New York, so it doesn't really count because as far as I remember, they don't, they didn't even have like an expo. It was just like a few booths. But the next one, 1999, they had a huge expo at the Mandalay Bay. At that point, the Olympia was still owned, I believe, by the Weeders. Uh, they sold it a couple of years later, like maybe three or four years later, as far as I remember. And when they owned it and, uh, you know, people that were in charge, it was fun. It was like really, really a lot of fun. Number one, the way they structured the prejudgings and the finals and all that. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't remember the exact details, so I don't want to lie because I just don't remember. But what I do remember, you could like walk in and back then when you had the superstars like Les Wheeler, Sean Ray back then, uh, Nasser Elson Body. And all those guys, if you really, you came to see them because you were a fan of bodybuilding, you really didn't give a fuck that much about the expo. I mean, the, I mean, like the supplements and stuff like that, because mm -hmm. everybody just wanted like free supplements. But you're really there as a fan of bodybuilding. And when you would go to the expo, all of the guys that were competing were there. All of them. All of the guys were there. You could take photos with them. You can, you, I mean, there were huge lines to take photos with them. And it was just the whole vibe they would bring because it was at Mandalay Bay. So I don't know if you remember, but Mandalay Bay has like a fake beach. Um, and they have a pool with a fake basically beach and sand and all that. So they actually duplicated uh, a version of a muscle beach. So they would bring equipment like, you know, like uh, workout equipment. And you could actually work out and you could, it was just so much fun. 
and the press conference was in a huge hall, not like the one at the Orleans where they had like this little tiny fucking room that just had no space and you had to come in and stand in line for three hours and it was a question mark even if you're gonna get in there because it was just tiny, tiny room. And at Mandalay Bay, they had like this huge fucking venue and anyone could get in and they were walking around with microphones so you could ask any question that you wanted and uh, you know the athletes would take off their clothes and they would pose down they would call each other out uh, they would answer all kind of questions that were very very unpredictable so it was just a lot of fun once ami took it over all of a sudden you would go to the expo and you would hardly see an athlete at the show very 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 unusual partially because of the timing you know you have friday night mm -hmm. pre-judging and then you have Saturday night, you have the finals. So obviously the athletes are making adjustments right. with the sodium, with the food, with this, with that. They have to prepare for the show. So it makes it almost impossible for them to be there on Friday. And it makes it almost impossible for them to be there on Saturday unless the supplement company makes them, uh, you know, make, makes them be there. So you come to the show, to the, to the expo because you want to take a picture with somebody and the athlete is not even there. Nobody's there. And the supplement companies, I mean, it's very, very predictable. A couple of samples, a couple of shirts and stuff like that. And towards the end, like, you know, like Shane said, it was worse and worse and worse and worse. And even mega companies like Muscle Tech, I mean, the last couple of years, I didn't even see them there. Uh, a wow. lot of companies would not pay the money because, number one, the cost Opt was... Optimum pulled out. Optimum pulled out, I believe. Uh, pulled out. Yeah, Salucor, because it doesn't, it's not worth it to pay all that money. You can put money into fucking social media advertising. It's going to be a hell of a lot less, but your market is going to be a hell of a lot more. And let's face it, nobody cares about the supplement company. And the companies have to bring shitload of uh, samples and stuff like that and to bring the staff and everything. So they slowly were like getting worse and worse and worse. Right now, it just seems, I don't know about the expert because I'm not there. Uh, I don't even care if it's a good expert or a bad expert, as long as it's fucking organized expert and it looks kind of like more decent and structured and yeah. so it looks like somebody gives a damn. I think that, I think that the brands will be are willing to spend the money to do an expo, even though like it might not give them a great return, but the expo has to be good. Yeah. Fubo is a great example of that. They're probably not going to make back everything that they spent, but they're willing to spend it to get that extravaganza. And like you were saying, I feel like they've always relied on the fact that like, oh, people are coming for the Olympia, then they'll go see the expo. But you shouldn't, you should be, you should be able to make that an event without the bodybuilding. You should be able to take away the contest and people still want to go to the expo. Like FIBA. Like many other shows, even outside of our industry, they got Comic-Con. Like, they don't have, I mean, they probably have some gaming contests and stuff like that, but, like, it's not a 50-50 attachment type thing. The Olympia should be able to, to detach from the bodybuilding contest, and you still have a huge audience. Absolutely, but like yeah, you said, right. I think that I think that they, they focus heavily on people coming to see the bodybuilders and then being like, oh, yeah, we'll go check out the expo. They're there, too. You're absolutely right, because if I, if you are a supplement company and I'm running an event and I'm telling you, well, you have to pay me X amount of money and you can have a table here, you pay me X amount of money and your table is going to be better, you know, but at the end of the day, if I take your money and then basically 
obviously seem like I don't give a fuck about you. I'm not trying to help you. I'm not trying yeah. to like make it better. I mean, at the end of the day, it's the same as going to a restaurant and ordering a steak. You would like not only a good meal, but you would also like a good service where somebody actually helps you to promote your business. I mean, I'm talking, of course, about the expo, you know, but not just taking your money. Um, like I said, I've never done an expo at, the, at those events. Just I didn't see a reason to do it, especially of the horror stories yeah. that I heard a couple of the last couple of years where, you know, like I, I think I was told at the Arnold Classic, they take your money, you ship your shit and everything else. And then when you get to the venue, they let you go only to a certain area. And then from that area, you have to move the shit. Nobody's going to even help you to set up. So there is nobody actually to provide service for the shitload of money. Thousands, tens of thousands of dollars that you that you pay. Like, you know, I, I keep uh, thinking about this again and again and again, where a Mark Glazier one year, <laughs> he likes to brag. So he bragged that he has like the best spot uh, at the Olympia, like he has a great spot and he spent, I don't know, like a hundred thousand dollars or something that he was bragging about it, that he has an amazing spot for his booth. So I get to the Olympia and his booth is worth dick. It's not worth anything. Do you know why? He was right. The positioning of the was booth was... bang? He was next to Bang. I remember that. I remember oh my that, God. Yes. And the Bang fucking booth was like humongous. And it was elevated platform, which it was made, four. Yeah. It was yeah. Four, was it not? Yeah. And it looked, it, it made it look neutral bio like it doesn't even exist. And they hired, Bang hired so many fucking girls or strippers or whatever <laughs> the fuck they were and giving away free shit that everybody was gunning for the Bang booth with their backs. To Nutribio, so Nutribio looked like part of the fans that came to to watch Bang. It was completely destroyed and overshadowed, completely. So all that money was absolutely wasted. And again, it's not Mark's fault because Mark actually wanted to to promote his brand and he invested a lot of money to do it. But he would be a sucker to come back and do the same next year, which actually he didn't, as far as I remember. Um, but you know, I mean, you can't treat people that way. They give you a hundred thousand yeah. dollars. Regardless if the company is big or not, $100,000 is $100,000. And then you're basically like you're taking the money and, and telling them to go fuck themselves. Right. Gerhard, I was at the O yesterday. A lot smaller, but it still felt crowded. The loud music is everywhere. So to talk to anyone, you have to go outside. Yeah, I, that's what I despise. Like, yeah. bang is obnoxious. Like, the bang boots, when they used to have them at the Arnold, the music is so loud. It completely over like to, to your point that you were talking about earlier, Robbie, with the with Bang and, and the Nutribio booth next year. Their music is so fucking loud. I almost wish they would like like not allow the bands to set up speakers and music and all that shit. But, and that, I mean, that detracts how, point. The whole point of the Bang booth is the girls gonna, dancing on the stage. How are they gonna dance so well without loud music, Robbie? Well, that's that's what I was getting. You at. need to you, understand lose the Bang that, girls like, at that point. Yeah, and if you don't have loud music, they're not going to be that pumped to dance. And they're not going to dance from like 9 to fucking 6 like they do. And then they're not going to show up and everyone's going to be sad and it's not going to be an expo. Okay? <laughs> you know what? You need like, that. You need that. For, for many years, uh, when we were doing boots at the FIBO, we, we always had like at least like 10 boots that were like in the same area. And every booth has its uh, had its own like sound system and so on, so it was always like loud and uh, and you know. But it was 
But back in the days, it was a completely different show. You know, it was like more like a trade show instead of like, you know, just like uh, people like visiting your booths and just like checking the stuff and so on. Nowadays, it's a bit different. So like two years ago, when, when it was the, the last FIBO, we presented a completely different format. So we've made like a, like a, more like a circle. Mm-hmm. That was that was at, at the FIBO, and the, the boots were like attached, maybe I would say together. And in the middle of the circle, there was a meeting room where uh, you could like meet with your with your partners, clients, and so on. Mm-hmm. And all the boots were like closed, so when you walked to the, for example, room, it was completely silent. So there was like no outside music and so on. So you could speak uh, with, with your partners and so on. So that was like a, a pretty cool option. So yeah, but um, I remember when one one year we had a booth like yeah close to to bank, and you 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 should you should you should see the the amount of people you know that was like chasing the cans. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, and you know, and the naked girls, you know, that was like dancing on the stage. So yeah, that we sh- we had to we had to always like use umbrellas or something just to, like make sure that you didn't get like you know messed up with like with a flying can or something. You oh, know? Yeah. But that shows also like um, like Shane said, you know, it's it was a very good comparison with FIBO. FIBO makes Olympia look even Olympia at the highest level. Makes Olympia look like fucking amateur little expo that is worthless because FIBO is so fucking huge. But I mean, I only been to FIBO one year, so it's hard for me to judge. You guys know better. But FIBO was like so organized, so well, like everything. It's so fucking well, like distributed. You know, with the booth and the levels and different. I think they have different floors, right, Lucas? Yeah. Fucking yes. ridiculous. Yeah, it's gigantic. <laughs> like I got fucking tired walking. Bro, in, like, total, in total, you got twelve holes, so you can imagine, man. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's just so big. It, like I said, it makes uh, it makes Olympia look like shit. But it's even like usually the you know when something is like of that magnitude, it's so big you would expect that it would be unorganized or it would be chaotic or something like that. No, walking was easy. Talking to yeah. uh, to everybody was easy. Meeting people yeah. was easy. It just, and such a pleasure to be there, but it just seemed like the event was so well-planned. I was absolutely shocked at how good it is. So, you know, I mean, obviously it's doable. It's spacious. Yeah, very and, and like, like like Lucas said, the booths aren't like everyone doesn't get like this. If you want something different, you yeah. want something like sky high. You want a fucking chandelier. You want a circle. You want to you want to do rocker, and they have like they have like a whole basketball court and a, like yeah, no, you can walk. Through. You want to you want to get you want to get something going. You can you can do it. Chandelier, They had the tank, didn't they? Yeah, man. Grenade they brought the tank out. Grenade, no, this yeah. is another brand. Oh, okay. Uh, was it who, when they launched that series? Gian, they did that series. Yeah. They had some sort of military vehicle. Yeah. But yeah, it's just nice. It's different. It it's shows, just and, and there's not like a bodybuilding show attached, so you know that people that are there are wholeheartedly there for sports, nutrition, supplements. Yeah. Like there are different categories in other halls, but like yeah. 
they're there for that. They're not there to see bodybuilders. Right. As you mentioned, is everything is organized, so every hall has a different yeah. you know, thing. One hall has only gym gym equipment. Other hall has like a uh, you know plant vegan and so on. The other stuff has like only support supplements. So technology. Yeah, technology every every, every person. And <laughs> and the best part of it is that you get a catalog that that is. It's like this. I, I never <laughs> went to it? any of the other halls except for the yeah. one that was like, I think it was like functional food, like across from the supplements. But that's only because it was across from the supplements. I yeah. never bothered going into those other ones because they were I, just like. Ridiculous. I went to the one with um, with gym equipment, and I was absolutely shocked. I was shocked. That fucking room was like there was equipment that I've never. I you didn't even know what the fuck it is. But it was like from all over the world, from China, from Germany, from Italy, from everywhere. And it's so impressive. And you would think, you know, the gym equipment is going to take a lot of space, which obviously it does because it's fucking gym equipment. Yet it felt so spacious. It felt like absolutely no problem. You can walk, uh, you know, walk. Every company had allocated space where they would not be like right next to each other. There's a little bit of space just to create that comfort level. You can test all the equipment and everything. You can talk to representatives. Just everything is done. It's just very well planned, very well planned and very well executed too. So, you know, that just shows to me that it is possible when you actually mm -hmm. show that you care. And again, Shane pointed out, this is specifically for that. There is no show associated with that, nothing. So people are literally flying from all over the world, not just from, you know, that represent the companies. And obviously people want to see this because mm -hmm. people from all over the world are actually coming specifically yeah. for that. Not to see anyone flex or beating each other up, just to see this great expo. And I think that even if you don't own a company or anything like that or not associated with a company, this is a great time. Great time. I mean, you, you'll enjoy it. 100%. Marcus Rule was there, though. Yeah, was... Marcus Rule. And he had a fucking line. He always that line was huge. I was <sighs> considering that he's And the best part is that the motherfucker is like, what, 60 years old or something? And he's still fucking It was crazy because when I, because he launched his supplements, he bought his supplements the last time I went. And I was just trying to get to the supplements because he had a, he had a new flavor there. And I was like, oh, can I just get, and like, they thought I wanted to see Marcus. And I was like, no, 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 no. Because the line was just for him. There was nobody in the supplements. I was like, dude, can you just, look, jump Marcus. I just want to see the protein powder. Come on, guys. Okay. So simply 2D, how's your day going, gentlemen? Fantastic. Thank you for asking. Very good. Yeah. Just got some McDysterone in. Going to start it in a week or so. Any recommendations, tips, and tricks? Take it consistently. Take it daily. 500 milligrams before or after training, preferably. Anything with meals, fine protein. Yeah, I was going to say, anything else you want to add? Because I know you've messed around with it a good bit. With meals, high in protein, definitely. There you go. How much you, how much you said? 500 milligrams daily? Yeah. Yeah, I will start with that. Yeah. Uh, actually, two, holy son of a ball sack. 234 Pardon? pounds in 10 months. God damn. I thought it was like 50 to 100 pounds. That's amazing. Amazing. 
Zandandido is, is Paul. His name is Paul, right? Yep. Man, much respect for that. Yeah, yeah that's impressive. Crazy. Yeah. Okay. Creamy. Can you go over a lock and load from Gorilla Mind? Sure, we can. So many, so many people are like raving about this brand. Yeah, I mean, he's he. Derek's got a big uh, YouTube following and all of that stuff. I mean, most of, from like the pre-workouts I've seen that he's released, those have been very well dosed. So I would assume this is too. Um, pull this up. Okay, vitamin E, zinc, selenium D3. So we know zinc and D3 support natural, healthy testosterone production in here. Uh, nitrosagene, 1,500 milligrams. That's the full dose on that. Um, so that's going to support blood flow to all regions, even the nether regions of the body. Uh, pygium, 200 milligrams of that's good for prostate health. And it's got, it's, you know, uh, helps reduce benign uh, prostate hyperplasia, so BPH. Um, it's also got some other anti-inflammatory effects and uh, helps reduce cholesterol in the body. So that could, you know, been a, overall cardiovascular health. That's good. Uh, to my knowledge, there hasn't been any specific studies on lecithin and increasing overall semen volume, quality, thickness, you know, any of that stuff. Lecithin's got a bunch of fun little phospholipids and stuff in it like that. People also take it for, um, what is it? What do they usually take for sunflower lecithin for? Uh, phosphatidic acid. It's got good stuff in there, so that yeah. might help with mTOR um, and overall muscle growth. Lysine's got some immune-boosting properties in it. Uh, I mean, are any of these, like, super seriously rode, uh, rooted in increasing actual semen volume? Mm, nothing to which I'm aware of, but it's going to increase overall blood flow to the throughout the body, including your, uh, your man parts. And uh, you've got some stuff Wait, in there for a... prostate health. Oh, I'm trying to, I, I didn't realize quite what this was. <laughs> now I do. There you go. So the erection yeah. quality, blood flow, and more pleasure in the this is, this is This is the shooting ropes product. This yeah, the... shooting ropes, yeah. yeah. He, he, he must have heard us. He did, man. See, I told you, we're game changers here, man. Game changers. Son of a bitch. We were too slow. <laughs> So, I mean, overall, all of this stuff, there's there's good ingredients in here. I mean, the lecithin, there's not much research on it there, um, at least at least in the realm of supporting male fertility, erection quality, semen volume, and all of that stuff. There's other cardiovascular benefits for it, absolutely. Um, but I think the dosage for lecithin, at least if you're looking at it from like the phosphatidic standpoint, phosphatidic acid was like 15 grams of sunflower lecithin is what you needed. Um, and that was once or twice a day. Uh, lysine is an amino acid. You can get that from a bunch of stuff. Amino acid products, dietary protein, protein powders. Um, oh, yeah. Any thoughts on this, guys? I mean, kudos to him for doing a, a ropes product. He should have called it loaded ropes. <laughs> or like loaded load. Thick load. Lock and load. Honestly, it makes it sound like a pump supplement. I like the name. It's, it needed Massive to be more because the, th the the thing is with these with these with these six supplement like these kind of sexual health supplements. Yeah, I like how on the nose they are. Like mm -hmm. some of the names are just so like, guys, come on, don't be stupid. Right. He should have just called it pearl necklace. Like, I mean something. Uh, pearl, thick load. 
Or just load. Nah, because then it can suggest other. Uh, yeah, it could make it. Think it's like a GDA or something. Or just say Jizmore. I don't know. Just big. <laughs> something. No one's gonna care because it's not like anyone who is gonna be like, oh, that's a gross name. It's right. not like they're gonna be the ones buying it anyway. <laughs> Someone yeah. who sees it and goes, thick load is gonna be like, I fucking want that. Yeah. It's. Ah. Good on them. Yeah, I mean, it's some, it's a new product category that we haven't seen much of, at least. I mean, maybe there's some, like, shitty brands on... Uh, <laughs> I don't uh, think I've ever seen a, Amazon a or something like that. Some customers will definitely will be confused, and they will say, Oh, my Prisagin, hmm, this for pumps. Yeah, pumps. <laughs> I mean, you, you could use this as a pump supplement. Sure, why not? 30 servings, yeah. 40 bucks. Yeah, pumps. And you got lots and lots of pumps all over the place. Yeah, man. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, uh, all of his formulations that I've seen to date are all pretty solid. So there's, there's nothing for me to think otherwise. I've got some minor personal quibbles. Like, I think some of the, the Hooperzine dosages on his pre workouts are a little high. Um, unless we can go here. But I mean, overall, if you're looking for something, I mean, that's, you'd be hard pressed to do, to do worse. I haven't tried any of this stuff, but I've heard. I haven't, but I've gotten a shit ton of questions about the thing. So, I, I mean, like. I believe he was the first guy that was. They presented Turkesterone uh, in 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 the major audience. I think he was probably one of the first that launched uh, you know, the yeah. Turkesterone product. Yeah, I mean, like this lineup here is super solid. The Kana, that's that's a little high for my preference. I mean, especially depending on the qual the standardization of the extract and whatnot. Uh, Hooperzine, I've, I've made that clear before. I, I'm not nuts about that being the the regular dosage that somebody takes. Um, Everything else is, is very well dosed. You got, you know, solid dose of creatine, citrulline, tyrosine, agmatine, all that good stuff. The ass kicking alkaloid from Readurensis. Bro, you still can be a pussy and take a half a dose. You can, <laughs> yeah, you can do that too. So, but yeah, if you're, if you're looking for uh, help in the rope shooting department and every not, it's, you know, it's hilarious that cream on her brings up this product. Yes, yes, it's very yes. apropos. Very coincidental. Maybe he suggested it to them. Maybe that's the name of the product. <laughs> the innovation is real. Absolutely. It is real. I'm not going to lie. People say the supplement industry lacks innovation. It's the next I give, you, I give you more voluminous loads. There you go. <laughs> I'm not even sure if it's the fact that, that you're saying that phrase, Shade, or the, you're the, the New Zealand accent and how it sounds so proper and everything. I bet it's, it's it does not sound proper. I can assure you that British accents do. Mine does not. Oh. Uh, Lucas, you said a, a little while back, maybe 15 or 20 minutes, that there was a product you wanted to go over. Was that one of the ones yeah. that was in the feed that we were talking about, or is that a different product? We are all in, right? So let's. Oh, yeah, give the it recent a, one. Let's give it a go. Okay, I got it pulled up already. And yeah. we've, you know, in it, it's. I guess we can start off by saying, like, we've dumped on mutant before about having some like really shitty underdosed like prop blended stuff and so i pulled this one up and this one actually looks fairly decent so you want to take the the lead on it lucas since you wanted to discuss it uh, just like read out read and let's give our our feedback the first thing i, I should note though is i don't know if it's, it's there's a mistake but if you go down i posted about this so they have a full-size tub with 18 servings which is 50 bucks they also have a trial size tub that has six servings for five bucks. I cannot figure out 
So if you buy three of those child tubs, that gives you yeah. the same amount as a full size, but it's only $15. Yeah. So I don't know if this is like a limited amount of child tubs. Maybe. Because <laughs> it's only in one flavor, but I was like, that is a ridiculously good price. Yeah. Five bucks for six servings and I mean, shit, you could get, I don't know. I, but I mm -hmm. thought that it might get changed after launch. But for for what, six servings of that? I thought $5 was a pretty damn good deal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Less than a buck a serving. And for some quality dose stuff. Uh, so let's run through it. 2-1 citrulline malate. So four grams of L-citrulline. Two grams of malic acid. That's fine. That's well within the uh, studied range. 3.2 beta alanine. Solid. Three grams of creatine monohydrate. Yep. Another good solid. That's the maintenance dosage of that. Two grams of betaine anhydrous. Uh, I mean, you could say that it's 500 milligrams off. So you, instead of mm. 2.5, you're getting 2,000 milligrams there. Yeah. yeah. Gramatorian, 150 of L of ATP. I love that ingredient. It's uh, a good dose on that. I think you could do away with the BCAAs. I don't think you really need that in a pre-workout. I don't understand. I don't understand why why the BCAAs are in the formula. Yeah, it's it's wasted money or yeah, and waste of space. Yeah, basically. exactly. To bulk, it's to bulk up the scoop size. Let's let's yeah. be honest. That's why it's in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Take take away that stuff and put a full like two or three grams of tyrosine in there. I think that'd be better. Or increase, for example, the amount of citrulline. Right. Yeah. It would be uh, it would be much better. Or you could do even like to spin another. I mean, put some polyphenols in there, like uh, like grapeseed extract or pomegranate or something. If you want to get like yet another pump pathway in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bulk up tyrosine. Do that. The BCAs just get rid of that. Um, caffeine. You're getting a total of uh, 320 milligrams. That's that's more than adequate to get your motor going. 250 of theanine, I'm, I don't like that at all. But that, that's I, my personal preference. You know what? When when I uh, when Shane posted the formula first, I was like looking uh, how much did they like uh, did they include like theanine? And when I saw that this amount, I was like, man, why the hell they included like 250 milligrams of <coughs> theanine? It's 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 just insane. That just seems like such a weird number too, because usually it's it's like a one to one ratio of caffeine to theanine, or a two to one somewhere like two to one theanine to caffeine, because that's where some of the clinical studies are, or just the opposite of two to two caffeine to one theanine. This is just kind of a weird ratio, three twenty to two fifty. I don't uh, get it. Yeah, I don't either. Um, I would like I would do instead I would do like hundred milligrams of theanine, and for example, add it like. 500 uh, milligrams of uh, GABA. That will be that will be uh, a great option. Maybe I just I, I don't want I don't want inhibitory like calming stuff in my pre workout, and that's that's just me personally though. Um, 100 micrograms of Hooperzine, solid there. Uh, and that's another thing that's I guess you got some Hooperzine here, but you don't have any actual choline donors in all of this, so. I mean, you could rip this out, put in some CDP choline or alpha GPC. Um, bioperin, that's fine. Real hydration. Uh, Aquaman, it's a good source. Himalayan pink salt, yeah, that's fine. Uh, this is kind of disappointing. The magnesium oxide, 
So you're getting 60% magnesium of this. So, but then the oxide only has 10% bioavailability. So you're getting, you know, what, 12 milligrams of actual magnesium. What's the point? Yeah. Hold on. Can, can I say something? Yeah, sure. Go ahead, bro. <laughs> okay. So uh, we were, we were like, not we, fuck you. It's you. You were kind of impressed with this formula. You said decent, blah, blah, blah. So actually something that Shane taught me, because he was the one who pointed out uh, months ago about extreme and, and stuff like that. And I actually agreed with him where mm -hmm. he said, you know, extreme is basically, I think that was when Unbound came out. And he said extreme is basically hardcore. The, hardcore I'm sorry. Yeah. Hardcore, it has to do with depends on what brand it is. So like hardcore Cellucore, you know, it's hardcore to them. But it's not hardcore in comparing to a pollen or a performance or something. Valid point, no doubt. And this, I think, fits that profile precisely. So the reason why you were, I'm not saying impressed, but you liked and you said it's kind of okay, is because compared to Mutant, the, the previous, this is fucking phenomenal. This is work of art. Correct. And yeah, I, and that, that was my whole point with this. Yes. Yeah. Now, yeah. let, let's be totally honest. If we saw this in comparison to a pollen or morphogen or anyone that actually does things right, this is complete garbage. Number one, this is 18 servings, not 20. It's 18. Then you have dosages that are all over the fucking place. Theanines, you know, I mean, come on, you know, and then you have, like you said, there's no alpha GPC, there is no CDB clean, so the whole hooperzine thing is kind of out the door. Then you have BCAs, which is completely irrelevant and completely unnecessary in this whatsoever. Then you have tyrosine, like you said, it could have been higher, it should be higher, because this is like, eh. Really not that impressive. Well, it's got six hundred percent more than this one does, though, Robbie. Or yeah, no, that, 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 two hundred percent. Yeah, so we're looking we're looking at it from every perspective. Then, of course, like you pointed out, to magnesium, um, you know. So for mutant, well done, great job. You finally fucking upgraded for your shitty products. But from an average perspective, this is eh. You know, that's that's pretty much it, and it's only right. eighteen servings. Uh, you know, which is uh, uh, for 50 bucks, this is not worth 50 bucks. Right. I mean, the deal that they offer and what Shane pointed out, that's a good yeah, deal. Yeah, I thought that yeah, was for ridiculous. The, for, yeah, yeah. For the, if that's not a fucking mistake or whatnot, then... But then I, I feel like maybe the 50 bucks, because you are buying straight, and I know Mutant has like crazy good distribution, so I wouldn't be surprised if it's not, like if it's maybe below, like if it's more closer to 40 in retailers, I guess. Yeah. Or maybe there is a limit on the on the like a sample pack or something. Those trial packets, I reckon, they've got a. Like, if they haven't changed it, yeah, like they're probably flying. I think I think they must have like maybe only a, a maybe a small amount because it is yeah. only one flavor. Maybe try, but I mean, from a formulation point of view, I mean, like you said, the money that they spend on BCA, I mean, it's not expensive, but it's. I mean, that money could easily have increased citrulline a little bit not that it's necessary but it could have and it could have increased tyrosine a little bit it just could have been a better formula without bcas and they would still be within the range of money that they wanted to spend on a pre-workout absolutely so this could have been a lot better for the same money spent um again kudos to them for improving on what they used to make before because this is i would say even a huge step up from the yeah. previous versions but uh, yeah, it has it's good, it has quite a few holes, and you know, Robert, still... 
I'm still puzzled on uh, on the, that trial. I mean, that's a little bit kind of like uh, miscalculated. It. It's Robert, good for the consumer. Five Robert, bucks, can, you, can you pull can you pull the Chris Bomb uh, Bombstead uh, latest formula? And you will say that you one, will notice that you will notice one thing. The, these formulas are pretty 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 similar. Yeah, I was gonna say oh, the other one I was actually because, because Chris Chris didn't include BCAAs in, in his formula and his his product is is way better than than the mutant. I was gonna say the um that actually reminded me a lot of pregym because if I remember pregym also has uh BCAAs as well. A, take a closer take a closer look. It's it's Eerily similar. Yeah, it's really it's really similar, and he made a, a much better option because his TNE content is way lower. Plus, you know, he included some alpha GPC and other stuff. The L tyrosine is also higher, and you know, he, in my opinion, it's it's way better. Plus, he's using like the the L citrulline instead of like malate, which is which is way better. So. And the dose is just pretty good, so yeah. Robert, what do you think on a bitter orange dosage? I mean, I mean, if you go and look at the actual studies on synephrine and bitter orange extract. They're getting a hundred mill, fifty to hundred milligrams yield of active synephrine. So, I mean, this is what they could get. It just, eh. it's low. It's, it's I mean, you're getting low. six milligrams of active synephrine. I mean, you're getting some of the other fun alkaloids in there, like octopamine and and all of those other ones, but, eh. I just I, I, the the formula is fine, but this kind of like yeah. this, this is the only one that I don't like. Yeah, I mean that's the the that little thing, and then the theanine. Like I said, I'm not, but they oh, yeah, got the I two to one ratio of caffeine and theanine because you got the you got the dicaffeine malate, so 45 and 260, 305, it's close enough to two to one right there. I mean everything yeah, else but, is, is really solid. Yeah, yeah but the, still, the theanine yeah. at least is not that high. I mean, I would, honestly like this formula is fine. Yeah. I mean, for my liking, I just would increase alpha GPC a little bit. I would definitely remove bitter orange or at least replace it with you know a solid dose, and I would remove yeah. L theanine. Otherwise, this is pretty good. Yeah, let me go check something real quick. Uh... The synaphrine really surprised me though. That percentage I didn't even see before. Yeah, but still, you know, comparing it to new. Oh, this is great. Yeah, the Chris yeah. Chris's formula, in my opinion, is way more superior than you know. Hundred percent. Plus, you know what? As you as you said, you know, using like BCEAs in pre-workout. What's the fucking point? You know, I, I, was a uh, chain. Was was that Jim Stepani who started the whole thing with the BCA in a pre-workout, or somebody before? Him? I don't know if he started it, but he was he probably one of the first that you. Yeah. That you, that you he he made it a he made it a big focus, and his his is. Like a hit, I draw a lot of similarities to the new mutant product to pregym, but I yeah, feel yeah, like yeah. pregym is like a little simpler. But um, yeah, but pregym, yeah, if you remove the BCA, it's actually a decent formula. I mean, decent. If you look at it, it's it's very similar to to that. To, to oh the, really? Yeah, yeah, I didn't see that one in years. Yeah, but they. I mean, that's the thing. Jim hasn't changed that for. I don't think he's ever changed it. Right. Oh, that yeah, formula that, has never been yeah, changed. Exactly. Not exactly. really. Didn't, I don't think he's changed it, it at all. Didn't make, it didn't make any any adjustments to the pregame, right? Did he make any adjustments so. to any of his products? <laughs> I don't think so. Oh shit! 
Yeah, I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta give props to the man who just comes out with a pre-workout. This is what you need for the rest you know of your what? life. <laughs> yeah, because that's been. I would say he's probably been around. My guess is about seventy years. I was actually talking about this. I said this to someone. Lucas might remember. I, I was talking about top brands. I remember. Decade, like the top brands for the last 10 years. Because we were thinking about doing something. And someone suggested to me, they said, Jim. And I'm like, Jim's not that. I was like, hold on. Jim has fucking been around for a while. I was like, I don't think they've been around for that long. I think they have. I think they've been around for seven or eight years. Wow. I couldn't remember. Because I'm like, oh, it was probably like 2012 or 2013. I was like, holy shit, that is eight years. Yeah. I think they might actually be pretty because it wasn't because Cage came after them. Yeah, I remember I, I was asking you about, you know, the gym and how, how long they've been on the market. And you said like something like close to 10 years. I'm like, what the That'll hell? Be a... you know, no, wait a oh. second, Shane. They won Protein Wars, right? Sure did. I was it the first time they won us? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's funny because I mean, they had the protein for seven, eight years and now they won it. I still have to give them their ring. Oh, shit. Bro, they are milking this cow like hell, man. <laughs> they, um, the thing with Jim, though, is like his fan base is ridiculous. The only attractive thing on Jim Stepani is going to be that ring because everything else is ugly. <laughs> you know what? I, I'm I'm totally <laughs> I'm totally surprised of how much followers he has. Well, I was a few years ago, but, same, but now I'm like. But at the same time, he built his audience based on like yeah. your bodybuilding.com and so on. So yeah, I totally understand that now. Someone was still, telling me he. He built such a strong reputation because he had columns and magazines and stuff. Yeah, yeah for years, yeah. years and years yeah, and years. And he fitness. would say he would say stuff like, "You need to have BCAs before you're during your workout." He would say these things, yeah. like six. He would say everything that he's got in his supplements is what he would say for for a decade. Mm. So when he made his supplements, people were like that followed him. Were like, "Oh, he's giving me precisely what I asked for." It's crazy. Yeah, plus yeah, he yeah. was like a, you know, legitimate, you know, doctor, PhD, right? So people were yeah. like Yeah, people are drawn to this that. Guy, this I mean, guy, you have this a doctor guy, and muscles. Yeah, this guy needs to know something, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, he has that that doctor obviously thing going on for him and then he has those badass tattoos and then he has also some muscles at least and then the Freddy Krueger face, it's a fucking perfect package. I think he has been around for eight years. Yeah, the company, yeah, but he was writing for magazines, I think, for yeah. ages. Early 2000s, yeah. Yeah, so he definitely has an established name. Yeah. HD Fitness, does it say? Yeah, this is basically the same thing that I remember seeing for the first time, probably in 2015 or so. Holy grail of pre workouts. There you go. He uh, was. Yeah. He's changed the packaging, obviously, but that's as much as I remember. That's the only thing he changed. Yeah. There he is. Slight revamp. Yep. All right. Uh, trying to find out when he actually launched, but I can't. 
Brooke, five dollar donation. Thank you, Brooke. Donation towards game changers, leather couches that can walk, Polish people, and innovation. We don't need any more game changers because we just found one today in the uh, sperm thickening supplement lock and load. Yes. We can't give you a fat discount, but <laughs> thank you, you get Brooke. Fat, you get a fat load. Thank yes. you, Brooke. We uh, we always appreciate your support and five dollars. Yes, thank you, thank you. Even just reading the theanine dosage made me on. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Justin Thompson, slight change of subject. Are there any certifications or anything in the supplement world? How do you get to the level of Robert along with a piece of paper that says I'm smart? Huh. Right. <laughs> I like the reaction. <laughs> you, you need to buy uh, some some pretty glasses, uh, a, a strange looking shirt, and some 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 pastel Crocs of any color. And then you need, and then you, you, need you better... to in the LSU uh, clothing. Yeah. And then you marry clothing. you marry somebody like uh, like Sandy who makes you look like a geek that fucking wears glasses and is boring as fuck. And there you go. I don't and think start. Sandy. It makes him look that way. Oh. <laughs> He's such an asshole. Oh my god, and all of a sudden you made me look so nice. <laughs> we interrupt this podcast to say that we are now accepting applications for new co-hosts on the final scoop. Please send that to engineer.com. We're also looking for new supplement sponsors as well. So, see you <laughs> You assholes. Um, to oh, my knowledge, gosh. there is no certification yes. in supplement science. You can go get a degree in like biochemistry, organic chemistry, biological sciences, exercise science, and then just spend your time like nerding out about supplements and things like that. Um, but that's uh, that's about it. For there's no supplement degree yet. Or maybe I should come up with a supplement engineer university, and then we can say you get an official certificate and it's just it has my stamp of approval on it. You're as nerdy as I am, and your love of supplements. You know, take, take, a, take, a, t take a pre-workout that has a max serving of like two scoops, then have another one that's a max serving of one, but confuse the two and use two scoops. You are now experienced, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. No, there's there no certification. It's just lots of experience and uh, lots of time just reading and, and being a nerd about all of this stuff. Read, read, and once again, read. Yeah. That's the thing. Robbie, you young whippersnapper. I'm going to use the saying from Die Hard 3. Sean, congratulations, you're still alive. <laughs> <laughs> Wheats, afternoon. Congrats on the Overtime V3 release. Also, Robbie, I still have to claim that gift from you. Wink. Uh, who you got winning the Mr. O? We were talking about that earlier. We think that Rami still holds on to it, but... He doesn't look as good as last year. Nope. I, I, you know what? I think that he's going to win, but to be honest with you, I, I won't bet anything on it because it's so I, – I, I don't know. Like, who do you guys think is going to win? Brandon. You, you think Brandon's going to win? It's yeah. possible. Brandon's going to win. Uh, I, I like, legs, Brandon, like you were talking about. His legs are still always suspect. I would love to like, see Brandon winning the, the show. I, I would I would like to see Brandon win, but I mean, unless if Rami comes back with that. Are you same are you are you guys a fan of 
uh, Rami's physique, but just be honest. I was Without... a fan of his physique last year. I am not a fan of his physique. I'm to not... be honest with you, this year, uh, yeah. like I, I would not be. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be screaming. Don't, com because... don't, com don't compare him to anyone. Just like look at him solely yeah. and just ask, I, I ask think that yourself: Are you I... a fan of his physique? I think that he has a very nice small waist for a guy his size. Yeah. I think he's definitely very proportionate, symmetrical. He doesn't have a gut. So to say that that's like my type of like favorite physique, I'm not going to go there. But I like his physique, that's for sure. And when he's in shape, I think that he looks great. Not my all-time favorite. But to be honest with you, even Brandon Curry is definitely not my, one of my favorite physiques. It's just because I'm all about symmetry and I'm all about like, you know, the shape. And I would prefer a shape like, say, for example, of course, if, if in shape, uh, I, I, I like the structure of Lansford. I like the, sh the structure of, of Bumstead. You know, I like when a physique flows together, upper body and lower body. Uh, Lila uh, Brada or, or his son, you know, I mean, definitely both of them, like they, they have that flow. There's, uh, or like, uh, you, you know, old time bodybuilders, Barry DeMay. You know, mm. from Holland, Th those are the types of physiques that I like. But for somebody his size, I think he looks very, very good. But uh, to, to say that I'm a huge fan, I can't. Like, uh, you know, just um, I, he deserved to win last year without a doubt because he came guns blazing. This year, I think that he can win. But if he's not going to win, I'm definitely not complaining. Yeah. I, I, don't, I, still... I don't like the physique, but. I can understand how he wins. Yeah, he's I un really just. Yeah. I can understand like last year that he won due to the hype and so on and how he you know presented himself, but this year, hell no. If he closes the gap, I think they'll give it to him. I, I still think, the gap. I still think that on stage there are much better guys that has way better flow of the on their physique because. Rami is just big and he is like overwhelming other other people while he doesn't have this like nice flow that other guys have. That's why like I like like Brandon's physique. That's why I like you know what uh, Hunter presents, Ian presents, Nick as well. So that's my that's my thing. I don't think I don't think he's gonna win, and I hope he's not gonna win, but. But that's just me, you know. So everyone is rooting for for his own guy. So yeah, made the he best man win. His leg was, you know, he, they say, "Oh, we want big muscles. We want ripped. We want a small waist." He yeah. he exaggerates all of those things into the one, but it just doesn't look how you'd expect it to look. Well, look, but like he I does said, do everything. If you can find uh, now or later the picture of his front double bicep, number one, he looks a little bit soft. Number two. There's something off with the, I mean, with in my opinion, with the right leg. I mean, right leg, his right, on his right. I mean, there's just something, it, it looks just off. Just like, you know, I know that he hates when people criticize him on it. And From I, this so, year, you mean? Yeah, 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 something is off with that leg. I mean, just the separation. It looks like, I, and I don't like accusing anyone when I don't know, but it all, almost looks, almost, and like I said, I'm not stating that it's a fact, because I don't know, but it almost looks like an injection went wrong or something like that. Just like if you look at Hadi Chopin's uh, shoulders, I mean, they are so 
weird looking. They the bumps on the shoulders. I mean, they just too obvious. And I know people uh, accuse them of using Centol. I don't know. I don't speculate when I don't know. But I totally see why people are saying it. It just doesn't look like a natural shape of shoulders. And that's the thing with uh, Rami's leg. It just it's so big, but it doesn't really separate deeply. Considering you know, if somebody's in shape and has that much of a mass. Uh, the separation should be a lot more visible. And last year he had that separation. This year, especially on the right leg, again, his right, our, our left, it just looks something. And some, a few people already pointed out. And to me, it seems pretty obvious something is going on there. Whether it's, it is an injection, again, I don't know. So I, I can't make that claim. Or maybe some nerve damage. But something is going on there. And it's pretty obvious, I think. But, uh, oh, maybe he's just not in shape, and that's just the shape of his leg. I don't know. Robert, by the way, get ready for the hate, hate mail. You know, after the podcast, oh, yeah. we're probably, probably going to get banned uh, at the Middle East. I honestly really liked uh, Phil and Roden. I thought their physiques were... Oh, they were pretty... spectacular. They passed. That, that's the thing, like, you know... Uh, we were just, uh, I, I was telling Marina yesterday, because we used to go to every Olympia, like I said, and to me, you know, somebody said actually during the, the live stream yesterday about evolution, and I'm like, shut the fuck up, what evolution? Ronnie Coleman, 15 years ago, would wipe the floor with, with Rami, it would be actually disgusting. He would just absolutely destroy him. So it's not evolution when you can go 15, 20 years ago, and it's not just Ronnie, we can go back to Dorian Yates. Dorian Yates would fucking smoke the entire lineup with absolutely no issues. So that's not evolution when you have somebody from fucking 20, 25 years ago wiping up the floor with the entire lineup this year. Mm. Brooke, keep giving me unbiased, truthful info. I support you forever. Thank you, Brooke. We appreciate it. Plus, Thursday with Supplement Engineer, some of my favorites. Story Sandy tells. Yes, that's that's the highlight. It's, It's nothing I do unless you want me to get angry and yell at people. I told yeah, you, you gotta you gotta work on your temper seriously. It gets out of control. Shane, can you can you read these for us? Yeah, what is this? What is this know. guy <laughs> ranking on? I feel like we Bro- need your we Bro- need your... Is, is is British. This is not this is not an Australian New Zealand thing. Hello, get it right. <laughs> but y'all are all Bro. subjects of her royal majesty. Bro is 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 my world. That's where I'm not bruv. That's a side effect. Care. That's a side effect of taking the new mutant pre-workout. There you go. YouTube is trash. Props for the uh, Don Draper drinking the old-fashioned. I'm not sure why he's in a uh, Nazi uniform, but you know that works. I love Mad Men. That is one of my favorite TV shows of all time. I've watched the whole thing through three times. Uh, it's good stuff. How, how many seasons it? does it have? It has seven seasons. Hmm. Each season has thirteen episodes. Oh, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. I love but are it. They the, are they those double 45-minute episodes? <laughs> yes. Each episode is 45 uh, to 50 minutes in length. It's a commitment, man. That's a commitment. I, I like my 20 minutes. <laughs> in and out real quick. My family guy, 19 minutes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I feel like Robert needs some props. He even stayed on late on Wednesday to answer questions. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm happy to do it. I'm from DC. Okay, if you have anything useful to add, we're, we welcome that grandmaster as well. 
Jiffy, Robert, wanted to ask you about supplements you never cycle off. For example, lion's mane. What other nootropic supplements would you recommend that you would never cycle off? Uh, you could do something like Bacopa monieri. That's got some good long-term data. I've taken that for six to eight weeks continuously. Uh, helps long-term memory. Uh, I would not take Huberzine every day. Um, I wouldn't take any of the paracetams, Nupept. I wouldn't take that every day. Um, if you're not getting enough choline in your diet, I would recommend taking alpha-GPC or CDP choline every day. L-tyrosine would be good. I don't think I would recommend taking 5-HTP, Kana-Ease, or uh, L-DOPA each day, every day. You might you want to cycle off of those because over-supplementing with one of those or not supplementing with enough of its kind of counterpart on the balance could really shift things out of whack and you actually make yourself feel more depressed and grouchy and irritable uh, than actually helpful or de-stressed. Um, KSM 66 or rhodiola, yes, those are adaptogens and they have their place. Do I, would I take them every day? Probably not just because if you're having to take a stress reducing thing every day, to me that points to a lack of sleep or other lifestyle issues that you're just stressed and you're pegging out the odometer and you just need to recalibrate some things in your life. Theanine, you could. You could take theanine every day. There's no issue with that, I don't think, uh, especially for somebody that's a little on the caffeine-sensitive side. Am I missing anything major, gentlemen? Vinpositine, you could take that every day for cerebral blood flow. That's a good one to take every day, or just any other kind of nitric oxide, polyphenol-supporting thing. I like Lock and load. What'd you say? Shane? Lock and load. Lock and load. Take daily, that every day. Daily supplement. Yeah. Uh, Not necessarily nootropics, but pumping out big loads could could boost confidence and make you happy. Sure. Oh, creatine. It's an under-the-radar nootropic, but take creatine every day, too. I wanted to say creatine as well. You know what? Uh, another ingredient I've always liked? Horny goat weed. Yeah. Not yeah, just Icarin? because... No. Just the name. I've always found it... I obviously know that it's related to obviously something else, but I just find the name horny goat weed too coincidental for a lot of the products that you find it in. You see it in mainstream supplements like horny goat is also very good as far as like, you know, shooting ropes. Just saying. That's good. <laughs> Actually, they probably, you know what? Next time you walk past that sex shop, hit them up. Just be like, hey. Hey, there you go. You need this because no one else makes anything like this. I can guarantee you that. To be honest, it's a pretty good idea, man. Yeah, we said this. Do you not remember? We said this when that guy asked. It was actually his, it was his suggestion. What supplements to increase your thickness of... There you go. I mean, it's an odd request. Yeah, yeah I remember, but I, I, I never considered like going to a sex shop and like asking the owner... Hey, maybe you can buy some supplements from from my makeup company. I've never thought they'd be like, mm, that was weak. I need to take something to thicken it up. Like, I've just never thought. Like, like, it just seems like such an odd thing. Unless the woman's just like, you know what? That wasn't that heavy. Take Give me some up for some nice displays. Yeah. Go, go, go hit up Gorilla. They have a product for you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Grandmaster, yeah, just, don't. you understand, though. It's a weird kind of 
Like, I, you go to the gym, uh, I need to get bigger. Give me a gainer or something. At what point would you be like, mm, I need something. I need I need thicker jizz. It just seems. But bro, how many times? How many times I've heard like, or past year, about like people taking Viagra or uh, Cialis uh, before they they were their training sessions just to like get more pumps and get more more swallow. Hmm. Yeah, bro, you never heard about this? Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, that's some, that's some that's some crazy shit. And people are saying that that it works like. Insanely good, because you know Viagra or Cialis, you know, increases the blood flow, so increases the also the, you know. <laughs> Do you does that would that give you an erection when going into the gym? I think so. Probably. Or like when you start pumping up the muscles, like let's just say you start pumping up chest, would it go down? Would it like go away, I, and then all all of it would go into your chest, or would it just pump up the entirety of the body? I think it, it pumps pumps up the entire body. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, nothing's more distracting and difficult to work around. Bro, soon on later, Viagra or Cialis will be in every workout. Just like mark my word on that. I thought that we had seen someone do it. Somebody had a, a tainted that Russian brand do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Yeah, they have. They that. sell it. They sell it separately. They sell it standalone. <laughs> You can stack it. <laughs> they probably just throw it in with each order. <laughs> Before your girlfriend tells you the ropes are not locked or loaded. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, how many women would be able to be like that? I don't know. What, wait, wait, a a wait, wait, there, wait, wait a second, but uh, you know, uh, a lot of times you hear like this protein shake tastes really, it's really thick. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the only thing I was thinking, taking it to the face. <laughs> that would be the only time. There you go. So you know, where she would be able to, but that's that's a, that's not common to do. Yeah, I like, we, we I could, like not number one, you can always present it. You, you, I mean, some so, <laughs> so like to consume it. That's gonna be the the screenshot for this Shane doing this. <laughs> you know, some so, some can consume it orally. That's you know the texture of it. Yeah, obviously, swallowing that's high protein. And but then, then if you thicken it up, swallowing it's like uh, probably not the probably like not the best thing, is it? You don't uh, want it to be I, I wouldn't shape. know. I, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't. But uh, <laughs> no. but, but I'm pretty sure some like the protein nice and thick i mean i'm just saying That's true. and then you can always improve the product like glow for example by adding an ingredient that you know is a little thicker there you go you know some people could use it on their face especially above their beards you know just to improve the i'm gonna shut up i'm stacking this for you i like it Power patch candy <laughs> There was another thing I actually no, I won't comment on that. I'll set. No, I'll leave that. <laughs> so bad for Brooke. She just wants to talk about Star Wars. <laughs> hey man, I'll talk about Star Wars all day long. The, the actual Star Wars, not the bullshit Disney's put out. We're going to talk about real Star Wars. The immersive experience. So the immersive. Have y'all seen this? Brooke told me about this on Wednesday. Apparently, there's in a complete like it's a new resort at Disney World. Oh yes, yeah. Like yeah. you live in a Star Wars. Yeah. Thing. It's a two night stay, twelve hundred dollars per it's person ridiculous. per day. I just wanted to go see the Star Wars like place, like the attractions. Yeah. Then I saw this and I was like, oh, this could complete it. 
And then I saw the prices, I was like, get fucked. That's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. I like spending money as much as the next one, but I don't have it, so, you know. <laughs> Star Wars is amazing. Well, Shane, just start selling your blog posts for $1,800 a pop, and then you'll have enough money. I mean, it seems to work for other outlets in the industry. Ooh, and it didn't come from me. Star Wars, yes. Star Wars is amazing. For my next uh, Extact Expo, I'll say, like, look, yeah. please, please take part, and this will fund my <laughs> two-night stay. <laughs> Sweetheart. Uh, Robert, how'd you get started? Did you start writing Sutherland Cohen's Built Up? I'll answer this on this coming week's thing with Sandy for the live stream. We're doing our live stream on Wednesday. I don't want to take, because that's a whole story and meandering through engineering and all that stuff. I'll save that for, I don't want to take away time and uh, from our panel discussion here. I'll talk, Sandy, I'll have that as a, a jumping off point for this Wednesday's uh, live Q&A. Hmm. Uh, and this will also be the last call for questions, guys. I've got to hop off and go to a uh, six-year-old birthday party. Five-year-old, six-year-old, whatever, whatever age the girl's turning. I don't know. Somebody from the Halflings Daycare. Oh, I thought you were talking about your daughter. No, my, my daughter's birthday's in June. It already happened. We already had that party. And we did it. We did it. Well, we were on a podcast here because I said, look, guys, I got to bail. Yes. I got to go to the distillery and set up everything. You love the distillery, don't you? You know, that's the best way to do it. You got adult beverages, and then you have a playground for the kids. What else do you need for a birthday party? It's everything. I just buy pizza for everybody that's there. And everybody else, else is responsible for their adult beverages. It's Actually, I had, a, I had a question. This is a, I don't know if you can answer this, but I was curious mm -hmm. because I had seen, uh, it came up in conversation, uh, me and my friend are trying to up our deadlift strength. And obviously I saw Ronnie uh, at the Arnold, was it last week? Week before and he won that award. I was wondering, because you know they say, uh, the heavier weights you lift, the more times you uh, lift it, the, the, the bigger the long-term effect, right? Like if you were to deadlift max reps for like 20 years, you know, when you're 60, something might be broken, right? Yeah. Or like the joints get fucked up in a certain way. I was curious, is that exaggerated? Because a lot of these people that have problems obviously took some kind of drug. And my argument, or I was curious, is that let's just say the most you can ever bench is 100 kilos or 200 pounds or whatever. Yeah. Right? And you just, you, you can push that to maybe 220 and your joints can only take so much. Mm -hmm. But if you take some kind of drug or performance enhancing drugs and you push that to 300 pounds or 400 pounds, right? Does that mean that the wear and tear on your joints is going to be greatly exaggerated or do those joints come up in strength as well? They come no. up in strength, but to a point, like it's not, that's what it's I'm not, saying. Like, it's not like, 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 let's just say my max bench was a hundred and I managed to bench 120, and I did that for 20 years, but then someone who takes drugs and their max bench was a hundred, but they took drugs and they could bench 300. Would that not just greatly enhance the damage caused to your joints because your joints wouldn't come up to match? Yeah, you, you're like, absolutely, I, you're I, absolutely I, right. So, for example, there was uh, there were actually uh, not exactly studies but observations. Um, you all familiar, obviously, because you had to hear about it. A drug called Anadrol, right? So, Anadrol yeah. is a very, very pro not probably definitely the most powerful anabolic steroid, oral anabolic steroid. I mean, you can literally gain an average of even 10 pounds, especially if you're a newbie, in a matter of like one week, 
probably even more in some extent, to some extent. And it's also a very powerful strength drug. So it's not just muscle building drug, but it's also strength drug. It also makes you retain a lot of water. It's uh, very liver toxic and whatnot. So basically taking something like Anadrol basically answers your question. So say, for example, like you said, 100 kilos or something like that, right? Is that what you're talking uh, about, Robbie? Anadrol? Yeah. No, this is Superdrol. This is a different steroid. Um, yeah. But it's, no, it's, it's short for Super Anadrol, see? <laughs> so uh, <laughs> so if you take Anadrol, you're going to get stronger. But your body, like you said, you know, like, for example, if you're training uh, naturally, right, you're going to get stronger over a course of a few, say, years or whatnot. Yeah. If you take Anadrol, you're going to get stronger within a week, a the, lot the... stronger. But your body is not ready for it. Oh, okay. That's the reason. That's the reason why you can tear a muscle so easily because you're just not ready. You're not trained for it. Um, that's an effect of obviously, you know, um, the, the, the drug itself that makes you stronger. You become almost like a Superman and you can push a lot heavier weight, but your joints are obviously not ready for it. You know, your, your ligaments are not ready for it. Even right. your muscles to a certain extent are not uh, ready for it because you can jump in bench press by like 10, 20, even more pounds, which is substantial, especially like in a matter of a week. So yeah, it can definitely exaggerate or put you at risk at you know at that problems or injury a lot faster so you're absolutely right i mean the theory is correct we were just uh, talking about because it, it came up of you know oh you keep lifting weights like that you're gonna be limping or getting a hip replacement i was like i feel like that might just be the typical argument for people who have pushed it you you're and right made their bodies yeah number someone one. who does it naturally may not necessarily I just ran into, into a problem. picture. I just I just saw a photo on Instagram of Dexter Jackson uh, and uh, Dexter Jackson from last year and Dexter Jackson right now at the X. But now that he retired and obviously doesn't take or doesn't take at least as many substances as he used to take, he's probably on some sort of TRT or whatever. And his body does not look remotely the same to what he used like to what he looked like last mm -hmm. year. So the the thing is, is our body will we all have like genetic predisposition to a certain look to a certain you know to a certain way we are so that's the reason why like if you take steroids right now the way you are right now and you know you can build bigger muscles faster obviously uh once you remove those drugs from your system what your body's going to do is going to go back to your natural current state it's gonna it's not going to look the same it's going to look different we, we so if you are training uh naturally in 10 years whatever muscles you gained your body obviously adapted it had a long time to adapt to that process of gaining those muscles but if you're taking something and you're taking something that's gonna you know speed it up considerably obviously your body is not ready for it you know visually you're gonna look impressive strong you're gonna be a lot stronger physically perhaps but you're definitely not gonna be your body is definitely not going to be ready for it. You're not even going to be close to that. So you're putting yourself at risk. Will it happen? Will you tear a muscle? Will you get injured? Maybe, maybe not. But the possibility is definitely there. Yeah. Shane jumping on the cycle or what? No, no, no. no. We were just, because our deadlifts, me and my friend, we both bumped up. Um, and I was just like, I wonder if it's going to have a long term. And we were talking about it because, again, I saw, saw Ronnie Coleman and he was just like, I said, I feel like the guys that always have these bad hips or ligaments or muscle tears are guys who are like lifting ridiculous amounts on drugs. But that was like, I was thinking, I was like, they always hurt the joints. 
mm-hmm. and yeah. the point in which muscles are connecting, right. which is the, yeah. probably the one place that the drugs don't do anything because you can't really make them stronger. Yeah, and part of it has to be execution. Like, how is their form? Because I mean, Ronnie wasn't delicate with those weights. I mean, you, you yeah, but I still feel like the the like if he was lifting perfect form and still doing eight hundred pound deadlifts and leg yeah. press or whatever, I still feel yeah. like he might have the same problem. Yeah, yeah, you would eventually. Right, but that was what I was saying. Like, if you took away the drugs, and he still pushed himself, he would be lifting within the realm of his joints, right, and hips, and that they may. I would at least think that would lessen it. Correct. I yeah. mean, obviously, you could just take away the weights altogether, and it wouldn't have a problem. But it's, uh, yeah. that was my point. Like, is it still a big worry, long term effects, if you're lifting naturally and still trying to get strong? But right. I don't know. That's what I was curious. Yeah. Well, we kind of came to the same conclusion as well. Yeah. Uh, last questions. Are you guys a fan of raunchy humor? Uh, to a certain extent, yeah. I'm gonna just talk to. We just talked about a supplement because you fat loads. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's this. I guess it it depends on the way it's delivered and who's doing it. Like some people I find funny and they're and they're raunchy. Some people try to be raunchy and it just doesn't come off funny. Uh, like Melissa McCarthy is a huge example. I don't find her funny at all. I find her very obnoxious. Um, but other people can be raunchy and you would find. I think she's funny. hilarious. Yeah, I don't. I've never liked her. Uh, so, anyway, uh, Shane, you get to do the outro. I get to do the outro? You do. Okay. Thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, make sure you like, you smash that like button, you bang that subscribe button, and you just pound that follow. Uh, and, uh, make sure you do the notification bell, so you get alerted when shit happens. And, uh... If you are short on supplements, you can head to apollonutrition.com for a fat, nasty, <laughs> oh, no. outrageous, <laughs> Olympian. Discount. Oh, no, okay, sorry, discount. I was, I was trying to add the discount at the end. I didn't know what you were finishing. <laughs> discount. Using the code, uh, I'm final sorry, scoop. Final scoop. Final scoop. <laughs> links go. down below. Okay, links down below. All right. Uh, make sure to subscribe to the Stack 3D podcast available on iTunes and all other pertinent podcast perusing platforms. And uh, thank you all for joining us. We appreciate it. You got any questions that we haven't addressed here? Uh, or if you catch us on replay, email the supplement engineer at gmail.com or hit up Robbie, Shane, or Lucas at their preferred places of uh, contact. Uh, thank you all, and we'll catch you next time on the final scoop. Sweet. Thank you.